Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us, you can ask questions about the stories, you can submit your own fan art, and we can all go like, oh my god, I can't believe they made it look so cool, or whatever we say. And then also, uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Previously on Strangers in the Pines. You guys have been driving for a couple minutes and are rounding a bend. As you look up at the mirror, Chad, you see a hand reaching out of the mirror. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh my god! And I like launch myself away from the mirror to the other side of the ambulance. You leap backward as the ambulance swerves as you guys knock into the back doors of the, the ambulance. Luckily, as the doors swing open from the force of a human body slamming against it at very high velocity, you guys manage to grab onto different rails and equipment in the ambulance to keep yourselves in as you watch as this hand comes out and just rakes across the driver's throat and he's gone. You just watch as he bleeds out right in the ambulance. I think it was Donnie that recommended this place. I just said, where can we find a big mirror? I'm standing like, you know, one pace behind them looking at this massive mirror. So how do we open it? Danny, as you look at it, it's just strange <laughs> as you watch as his iris and his left eye starts to glow like this bright orange and coming out of it 
this kind of metallic object. I think that Lucas would just like grab this shard and try and touch it to the mirror. Where it touches the mirror, a ripple, like you dropped a single stone into a pool of water, flows out to the edges of the mirror. I guess this is for real. Let's do this thing. And I Ch- I chattel, the mirror. chattel shoved Danny through. So you all come out, and it is that pure horizon line of chrome. And as you kind of turn to figure out where your bearings might be, you see some specks in the distance that begin to move closer. Hi guys, I'm Isaac, the Deep of Strangers in the Pines, an actual play roleplay podcast using Monster of the Week rules, inspired by things like Gravity Falls, Stranger Things, and Twin Peaks. Let's begin. Hey, there's a town called Pine Forge. You heard of it? Yeah, it's nestled in the heart of the Blackwood National Park in Northeast Oregon. <laughs> the town seems small and quaint at first. But if you know what to look for, and you look hard enough, you realize something strange is brewing under the surface and in the pines that surround the town. This story follows four unusual high school students that we marked as they try to unravel the mysteries of the strangers in the pines. You see things getting closer. Instead, actually, You guys realize things aren't getting closer. You turn around and that big pool that you swept through is gone. You're getting closer. Is the whole, like, world moving towards them? Yes. Sort of. You're not sure. You know, you're you're moving towards them, but it just appears to be flat, solid. Like, you look at the ground, it's just solid, and it doesn't feel like you're sliding or slipping. It's just you're getting closer. All right, uh, Shad, I think you should uh, get out that shotgun, and I'll go talk to them. And if that doesn't go well, uh, get out your shotgun. It'll be fine. I definitely look over at Chad, and I'm like, this is going to be great. I will go ahead and pull out the shotgun, uh, check the chamber, make sure there's a shell in there. and um, Undo the safety. Yeah, if I stop moving, like I stand still, do I still keep moving towards this thing? Yeah, yeah, you guys you guys weren't walking or anything. You were standing still talking to each other, and they just started getting closer, and you thought you were running toward they were running towards you. But as you move closer, you realize you're there neither of you neither of the groups that you see, and looking out, you now realize that one of them getting closer, that that's Cindy. And Timothy, do they look do they look normal or have they turned like uh, uh, chromified? No, it's weird. So you look at them and they're basically standing straight up. Um, well, actually, they're kind of standing in the Da Vinci like anatomy position, and 
they're look like from their from basically their the bottom of their shoes to about their knees. They are they look like chrome statues. And on the other side, you see two chrome creatures that basically are standing above them in the same Da Vinci, da Vinci uh, anatom- anatomical position. But from their, from basically from the bottom of their feet. So the chrome people from the bottom, are they changing into like humanoid? Like, yeah, it, or like- it is very much the reflection of <laughs> from basically the, the toe up to the knee has turned into what appears to be like their legs. And it's, it's kind of funny to look at a little bit because you have these really long upper thighs and torsos and heads, but the, the kind of like from the knee down is the same size matching Cindy's and Timothy's. And you guys are looking at this kind of examining this. Uh, what would you like to do? You don't see anything else. Oh God, this cannot be good. Yeah, does does one of them look more consumed, changed than the other one? Yes, yes, yes. So basically, Timothy, it's from his like the bottom of his sneakers to like the middle of his calf. In Sydney, it's from the bottom of her cheerleader shoes uh, to to her knee. It has transformed. Um, and you guys are looking at the these two, and then suddenly you hear these kind of the sounds of uh, clinking as you see uh, two more creatures come towards you. Uh, one of which is basically looks like one of the large chrome creatures normally. And the other one, basically its wrist is gone and there's these cracks that have sped up, spread up basically from its forearm uh, up across its forearm to its elbow. And uh, they look at you, and you kind of look around, and in the distance, almost kind of way, and looking out, you see a bunch of these still, these little pools. You see Chad, uh, a very similar sight of one of these creatures that you 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 had, well, killed earlier today, that is about halfway formed out of chrome, probably about 20 feet away. So the, the one whose head I smashed... Yeah. So, uh, uh, Chad is how far away are the the doppelgangers in process from me? You guys are basically standing right in front of the doppelgangers in process. Okay. Uh, it's it seems more likely to me than based on the amount of transition. We know that uh, that Cindy was captured first, and the other kid was captured second. That the the larger one behind is the. Uh, the monster and the cat, the the one in front is likely to be the student. Yeah. Is that a fairly safe assessment? Yes. <laughs> you could you could read a bad situation. Yeah. Uh, and, bad and I also I also did jinx. I, I, I rolled a, a jinx. Um, yeah, I got a nine, so I got to hold one. So uh, uh, I just wanted to throw that out there, so it's not like all of a sudden I. Uh, Okay, so what I'm thinking is Chad's going to run and slide under the one that's behind the boy, point the shotgun up between its legs, and pull the trigger. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Why sl- between the legs? <laughs> uh, you go, okay, you th- go. As you sling up and you aim your shotgun at it, you realize that if you shoot it, you're going to hit Timothy. 
oh, I, the idea is I don't want to do that. I want to hit the thing behind it. And I'm choosing his doppelganger because I'm not 100% sure which one is which. Uh, so as you as you slide up and point your shotgun, you see uh, the fully formed crumb creature uh, reach out its hand in like a very... Uh, a very like directive motion of like it like reaches out like it, it wants to stop you but it's way too far away okay, would I be able to get any kind of shot off on it w- without hitting Timothy yeah yeah you can okay okay then I'm gonna do that uh, roll to kick some uh, ass I'll All use right. my I'll use my jinx to give uh, a plus one forward well that says by interfering with the enemy isn't that isn't that against your moral code you know helping me um oh, yeah. No, it's oh. it's it's whatever he wants to see happen. So what he he does not want to see Timothy get get hurt. Okay, so I'm rolling tough. So I get a plus one from that if the keeper allows it. Yep, rolling. Oh, oh god, that is that is not good. Oh god, <laughs> that's even have fun. <laughs> wow. You see, I went he to negotiate first. He got a four. He got literally the lowest he could possibly get. You fire this shotgun. And you realize, huh, maybe he wasn't trying to stop me from shooting his friend. Maybe he was trying to stop me from shooting everyone. Because all the shotgun pellets hit this chrome creature's head, this reflective surface, and bounce in all directions. Uh, You watch as pellets embed themselves in Cindy, um, yourself... And basically hit uh, the creature and hit one of the creatures and uh, embed themselves in one of the ones that are moving. But, but this one that's standing here doppelganging is, uh, is unaffected. But you see the one that you see that now Cindy, although she is standing still, is starting to bleed. And you see this kind of silver ichor start to drip from the, the, the creature that's doppelganging her. And so, okay. hold on. So, is it coming from the one that looks like Cindy? Is she bleeding chrome, or is the one behind Cindy bleeding chrome? So basically, the the doppelgangers are standing back to back with the students. Okay, gotcha. And so, the one that's back to back with Sydney, as Sydney has some, is bleeding from some of these reflected pellets. Um, you see on the same points on. The, on the chrome figure, start to leak the silver ichor. Um, uh, Chad, you also take uh, two harm as a fair majority of these pellets are reflected back at you. Shit. <laughs> Not good. That puts me in the unstable. Okay. Oh, wait, can wait, I... Wait, I have, wait, I have armor. I have armor. I have armor and battlefield awareness. So my armor flack is one, battlefield awareness is two, so I'm able to dodge a little bit of it, and my armor eats up a bit of it, so... Whew! That could have been dangerous. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to walk forward in looking straight at Cindy. I'm going to extend my arm and say, Hi, I'm Dottie, Dottie Luskoff. I think we need to talk. Uh, Cindy's not conscious, right? Yeah, Cindy's not conscious. They're basically standing in... Like uh, the Da Vinci uh, anatomical position, so arms, arms outstretched, feet shoulder width apart, eyes closed. 
Okay, which one looked is active, is okay. moving around? So you see uh, there is two that are basically behind, um, coming coming closer towards Chad, that uh, are, one of them is missing its its forearm, and the other one is fully, f- is missing its hand and cracks are going up its forearm, and the other one is fully formed. Um, and you step forward, and the one that has cracks in its forearm kind of uh, backs away, um, moving, moving, taking like three or four steps backward um, away from you, where the other one kind of like looks at you and then ex- like uh, kind of extends its hands out as its claws kind of extend. But you can see that its head is sort of like flipping between you and Chad. All right. Um, I'm going to, is it, what kind of gesture is it? Is it like it's trying to reach for my hand or is it trying to attack me? It is a very defensive gesture. Like you can just imagine. I'm, I'm going to stay calm and keep my hands extended toward it. Okay, so you kind of keep your hands extended for it. it it's looking at you. And, and keep a smile on because I'm basically dealing with an alien species, I think, at this yeah. point. And you are, yeah, so you keep your hands up kind of like, that the, the the gentle gesture as um uh it, it, the other one's backing away from you and who has the chrome key I do okay so that's what Lucas and Dottie you're you've done Danny and Lucas no Chad and Dottie you guys have done what you which uh shot and then tried and calmed down um I guess the literal shoot first and ask questions later routine um, Lucas, <laughs> Lucas, and Danny, what are you guys doing? I I think Danny, do you got any ideas, man? And I'm holding up like the shard. What about read a bad situation? So I have I have an idea. You can definitely you can definitely read a bad situation, but uh, I I think that like every well I mean everything that's like going on in this situation is is just like you know it's it's a lot to take in you know and uh, yeah. Um, so Danny's feeling overwhelmed, and so it's going to be what what I want to do is less of like a thought through plan and just more of kind of an almost like an emotional reaction, you know. Cool. What what's your and, reaction? And uh, you have the shard in your hand or the I key. Do. Yeah. So I think that the shard lifts out of your hand and uh, flies at the monsters. Or monster. Okay, yeah. Uh, roll, roll plus weird. Well, ten. Yeah, be- because because this is less of like trying to kill and and you know, like again, you know, like this is a an emotional reaction. So it's not like you know Danny's emotional reaction is I want this thing to die. His emotional reaction is just I want this thing to stop. You know. I want this whole situation to stop. So yeah, I'll do uh, uh, suffer one less harm. That makes sense. Yeah, I guess in in all of these options, that's the one that makes the most sense. Is you know uh, uh, trying to control the situation and calm, the, or you know at least get give us an advantageous uh, uh, op, you know opportunity here um, as opposed to trying to hurt. So yeah, okay. So you basically this this key flies out of your hand, Lucas, and flies over Whoa. towards this fully formed creature, and it 
do you want it to hit them or kind of like levitate in front of them? I think, I mean, I, I, again, you know, like Danny's not thinking about the, the, you know, strategy or the logic of it. He just so wants it to stop. So it's whatever he thinks will make it stop. So offering it as it's, and I, it's and I think those, that hitting it, hitting it makes sense. So it basically hits this thing in the chest and it grabs it and it kind of looks at you, looks at, looks up and it stops. It stops moving. It puts its claws down and it kind of, it, 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 it kind of look, takes its claw and reaches down because it has long arms and taps the floor. And Lucas, you hear this, and you have friends in the AV club, right? Yep. It's Morse code. Hey guys, my name is Paul Purnell, and I am the creative director of the RPG Empire. And I just wanted to take a minute to tell you kind of what's going on with us, and give you a sense of who we are and how you can connect with us. You can check us out on therpgempire.com, which will take you to our Patreon. I don't need to say a lot about that. Everyone knows what Patreon is. You can learn more about other shows that we're producing on there. You can see the things that we're giving away for free. But I also want to just say, if you love this story as much as we love telling it, please leave us a review and share it. Sharing is 100% the best way to help this podcast. I would love for you to join the Patreon, but if nothing else, if you just share it, that would be amazing. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening and being a part of this. And we hope you join the Empire and definitely reach out to us through Instagram and Patreon, the RPG Empire, it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. Now back to the show. Oh. This creature's speaking in Morse code. Okay. Uh, I want to do some uh, use magic and communicate with something. I do not share a language. Okay. So basically, roll to use magic. Okay. Boom. 12. Nice. So uh, it says... Uh, yeah, magic works without issue. Choose your effect. So, communication. So, I like, maybe I put my hand down on the glass to, like, feel the vibrations with my hand or something. So, it is It is sort of like that. And you basically, you know, one, th- you know, like, like three things in Morse code. You know, yeah. SOS. Mm-hmm. You know, SOS, friend, and, um, and okay in Morse code. And so mm-hmm. you type out friend, it stops, and then you feel your body just kind of, uh, as, as everyone watches, as Lucas's fingers, these like four large veins come out of it and go over towards the creature and attach on like its shoulders. It's, um, it has one in its head, two in its shoulders, and then um, two in its chest. Okay, I'm definitely grabbing my arm as this happening. I'm like, oh God, oh, whoa, sh- Whoa. And you suddenly get a, you get, you don't get any sort of language, um, but you get a series of images uh, and, and sort of feelings of caution um, and, and fear as th- definitely more caution as this creature just kind of stands there with these veins in it. Okay, uh, I want to be like, why are you attacking our world? Well, that's get, a little bit accusatory. Shut up, Dottie. Uh, you get, it, it looks 
confused. It looks very confused. And you send, you basically get these images of it and its family. And then suddenly you feel like every, you get this, you get this image of everything slipping away um, as this kind of, as you just look up and there's this hole where everyone, where they were. And he just sees his family and it's not darkness per se. It's just, there's nothing except for them. And the hole closes and then another one opens underneath them and they find themselves here. When when I saw them, did they were they chrome creatures? Yeah, but it was it was definitely they were in a landscape. May, everything was chrome. The sky was chrome. The landscape was chrome. And then they were they were here, and everything wasn't chrome. And you just you see them coming out of uh, kind of falling into the basement of your school. <laughs> And you immediately just get this feeling of intense, intense agony as they look around and they just, everything else just burns, but they see, you you see the cracked mirror that you saw and they touch it and then they were here. Okay, so they fell into our world, not into this chromescape. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And then they saw the mirror and then they used what if they have this power or they just saw a mirror was like mirror that's familiar and they went into the mirror somehow. Yes. Okay. Uh so as this is happening I'm like oh god okay um guys I think I can dude this is crazy. I I think I'm understanding them. Uh uh just Chad put your weapon down. I I don't think that they're intending us harm i okay let me ask them this why did you take our our friends and i point to uh timothy and cindy mulligan um and basically it's gotten to the point where the emotions are so specific that it is like words okay and you get the words we need them we're dying Chad's not having any of this. He's going to try to grab Cindy and drop her through one of the holes back into our world. Uh, okay. You grab onto Sydney, and basically, she's hard as a statue. Can't be moved. Okay. I mean, not any more than a statue can. Yeah, I think Lucas is just like uh, they said that they're they're dying. They need them somehow. Ah, um, uh, they can't necessarily necessarily have them i mean that's they don't mean us harm they're a family and like dude they're like dying this is weird they've already killed several people and i think at that point like my hand comes disconnected from them and i like kind of like am tired out like i just kind of go down to one knee oh that was so weird okay um yeah, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Like, they didn't—they didn't, they didn't want to come here. This—they—they they fell in our world or something. Okay, this is just. This is. I mean, this is. I've heard crazy people come for the store before and talk about 
back when there was still a store, talk about first contact and uh, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, how crazy it would be if aliens met humans and we'd probably accidentally kill each other. Listen, you know, I think peace is the best way forward as opposed to what my parents want. So how about I, I don't know, let me just shake their hands. Let's just call a truce and we'll figure something out. Okay. Um, do I have to be connected to them to communicate? Not anymore. No, you, you feel, you still get the kind of like emotional pictures, but you kind of, you feel that connection of something inside them that you feel with Danny. Okay. Uh, so I like kind of wave to them and I'm like, she, she means you no harm, dude. Just, uh, she wants to shake your hand. And I like gesture shaking hands. It kind of reaches its hands out, which are, are blades. Like it is, it is Edward scissor, scissor hands. Can it (laughs) retract its blades? Not, not that you, well, it's not necessary. They're very sharp fingers. Pointy fingers. Yeah. So it can, it can try. I mean, I guess if you're ginger, ginger, you do it gingerly. Nothing. Okay, will I, I will. I'll, I'll try and reach for it a bit. Um. Okay. So, keeper, is there a way I can accidentally do magic? So you you feel you empathize very greatly with things, and you're trying to. You're very much the peacekeeper, and so you you remember this chrome key, and you you, you they gave it to you. You have it. They, they do give me the chrome key. Yeah, it kind of takes it. Well, I, Danny, do you release control of the chrome key? Because they got to move it and then they can't because it's, it's stuck in place. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that as, as soon as, you know, as soon as the intended reaction, uh, you know, uh, or, or what Danny wanted to happen, it happens. So, you know. Yeah, he's not controlling it anymore. All right, so you basically the thing happened. It happened, and and they take it and they offer it out to you, and you take it and and you want to help them. You really do, and you get this this chrome key and you touch it, and you watch as it starts to to reflect. It looks like it's reflecting birch bark, and then it turns into this kind of wooden aspen cylinder. Okay, okay, this is um. All right. Hope that doesn't mean we're stuck here, Dottie. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just kind of winging it at this point. So you kind of feel this, and you you hear this kind of voice in your head. Almost, it's like it's a whisper that you heard from far away on a windy day, and it goes, "A gift given." Okay, I'm going to whisper to myself, what do you want me to do? And it kind of, you, you look at this, and it, it in the little cracks and crevices, you see little bitty bits of lichen and moss grow, and you look, and you know that these things are dying. And you have this one, you, you always, your parents have always talked about, especially with how things are that things never stay the same if things don't never really die as they are not necessarily given new life 
And so you get this gift-given sensation and you see this piece of wood and you have this desire to give it to them. All right, I'm going to hand it back to them. And so here you go. Hope you like wood. Uh, as you 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 do this, um, everything starts to to shift around you guys, and you watch as these this kind of you watch as the 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 chrome space slowly starts to to close in, and you see now what look like walls moving closer as this aspen wood starts growing on this creature's hand. And for a second, it looks scared. And then it it looks very calm. And you watch as um, the aspen starts to grow on, on the arrest of these creatures, including the one that's half-formed a bit away. Um, and it looks... It looks at you, and they all look at you, and then you watch as Cindy Calhoun and Timothy sort of drop unconscious to the ground as their their legs revert back to normal their normal human fleshy selves. And uh, Chad will scoop them both up over his shoulder and jump through the nearest pool. So as you're going to jump through the nearest pool, you watch as the creatures kind of... A pool opens under you all... And you fall through, and it's sort of this flip, this flipping sensation of flipping. It's like the flipping sensation of of you flipping in a in a swimming pool where it is happening, but it's happening slowly, and you all are now standing in in the forest, and the sun is shining, uh, and you watch as these creatures kind of gather together. Um, just tiny bits of bits of chrome now reflected as they have slowly shifted uh, and now stands before you these strange looking aspen trees and looking below yourself you see this kind of disc of mirror um, consolidate and it forms into just this small uh, a, a small key with a with a heart on it. I hope we can I, use this key. <laughs> I immediately pick up that key before anybody else can. I will. And, and looking at it, it's it has this sort of heart on it, and um, and then but on the sides of the heart, you see the symbol. The the symbol. The, a certain this a, a strange symbol. It appears to be a circle with an arrow going up into the center of it and coming out the other end of coming out of the center of it is a triangle, but upside down triangle. And so it basically looks like an arrow that reaches the center of a circle and then that arrow turns into refraction or something or reflection rather. I don't know. Maybe it would be refraction. Um, It's strange. Uh, you can getting close to them. You can still feel that connection with them, um, but everything is slowed down. The trees around us—they're all pines, though, right? Like those ancient pines. And then there's just like three or six aspen trees. 
Yep, and so there are these six kind of aspen trees that are uh, that are kind of surrounding and. Uh, Holy shit, dude! Uh, is anyone else here feeling really just crazy? Chad, you're definitely crazy, but Danny, are you okay? How are you, Danny? My head just feels wrong. I think I need a CAT scan in the morning. Let's go home. Well, Chad didn't even wait around. As soon as we found ourselves back in the woods, he picked up the two and headed off into the woods as quickly and as quietly as he possibly could to get away from you all. Just roll me a a straight cool. A straight Straight cool cool to have your wits about you enough to go through this strange experience and just be like, yep, I'm going to go. That's a nine. Uh, you can, it takes you a second. Like, this is, you've, this is, this is undescribably strange. This is nothing, you haven't even seen movies or television or comics that even come close to what you have just gone through. Yep, yep, yep. This is just, just this too weird shit, man. I, 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 this is too weird. And, and you just... Uh, see the the birches as they they sit there. You see a kind. You get the. You hear a bit of a creak as um, it taps out. And, and Paul, you recognize this um, um, as in more. Uh, you don't re- recognize it in Morse code because you don't know this one. But you get the the last impression of thank you. And you all stand. Uh, Chad, bloodied and bruised. Uh, even more so now after the shotgun blast. Um, Lucas is hands with these small, small kind of scars on the end of each finger from his, uh, uh, his you know transformation. Danny is just dumbfounded, and uh, Dottie, you stand, and it's it's happy, but you, it's happy in but in a in a nostalgic sort of way as the, the sun kind of, the late afternoon sun kind of comes through the trees and reflects on this little aspen grove. Did we conclude the current mystery? Yes. yes. Did we save someone from certain death or worse? I would say so. D- debatable, I guess. What, what about Cindy Mulligan? Cindy okay. Mulligan and, uh, and Timothy were definitely going to become, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to them. It's up to the keeper on that one, I guess. No, you guys saved Cindy and Timmy would have died if you guys hadn't saved them. And so okay. uh, it counts. Awesome. Uh, and then did we learn something new and important about the world? Well, yeah, we learned that there's a mirror dimension and uh, that these guys were actually not bad and somehow ended up in our world. Weird. Did anybody else learn anything? I learned the true value of friendship. Yeah. Uh, did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Uh, I guess you guys saw that crazy tentacles came out of my fingers. Also, Danny made something float, and Chad yeah. learned that you can punch things really hard, Dottie. Did we yeah, le- Chad learned that the three of you are tree-hugging dweebs, and I should probably stay away from you. <laughs> I learned that Chad can do decent cross-stitch. <laughs> yep. Uh, so you guys, you, you guys have learned quite a bit about each other. Um, quite a bit about the world, and um, you guys concluded the mystery and saved people. So you guys, 
Uh, I'm I'm not gonna just mark down the two experience. I think you guys have earned a level up. Okay. So. So. Yeah, basically, you guys get a level, and whatever experience you're at now, just keep it that way. Okay. Oh, great. Okay. Tight. Okay, I get angel okay. wings. Are you? Oh, so are you gonna use the key as your angel wings? Uh, I will, well, I'm still kind of like the idea of being dragged through the ground and just going through potholes. That's oh, still like, sounds really fun. So I like, was thinking kind of at a nice nod to this. Uh, you can basically insert the key into a tree and teleport to any other tree. Okay, sounds good. As long as I never go to Kansas. <laughs> as long as we don't end up in Kansas. We're... <laughs> Uh, so, I'm going to take a move from another playbook, but I don't know which one yet. I want to find something that I can fold into the the Woodmore Industries or the Woodmore Legacy mm-hmm. that will help us investigate mysteries. Because right now, that's the one thing I think as a group we're missing is the, the ability to figure anything out. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm literally just using Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, we don't have any knowledge base for any of these weird things. There's a move called Connections that the uh, gumshoe has. Maybe maybe be interested in that. Okay, I'll take a look at that. So um, I'm I'm gonna do shapeshifter. Uh, obviously, it, it kind of like awoken in, in this arc in me. Um, and I think the way my shapeshifter works is that anybody that I've made physical contact with, I can assume their shape. Um, and so right now I have Danny, my mom, the mirror monster, and my cat. So, uh, yep, and let's see. Danny, have you figured out what you want to level up and get? Well, okay, so telepathy could be interesting in, you know, the sense of, uh, yeah, super helpful and, and you know, uh, uh, it, it, it ties in with this kind of, you know, a little bit weirdness, uh, um, although it's a little bit, you know, a little bit too weird to where, I don't know, like he would need to use that, you know, uh, uh, actively, you know, uh, and he would know that he can do, you know, something like that. Um, looking at my dark side, uh, I chose hallucinations as one of, um, nice as one of the tags, the dark side tags. And so I thought it could be interesting to take the site where you can see invisible things, you know, spirits, magical influences, and that would kind of conflict with that hallucination aspect where maybe, you know, when he actually sees things that, that aren't there, he doesn't believe that they exist. But because of his character and, and just his personality, he would say out loud what he's okay. seeing, no, 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 that even makes though sense. he doesn't think that they exist. That's the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. And I can't wait to get you the next episode. In the meantime, you can check out all of our other stuff over at the Patreon. This episode was edited by Liam McKenzie. And remember, play on.